Hello, everybody, and welcome once again to Apostolic Children's Ministry Podcast. Uh, we have, of course, familiar Brother Lee. Welcome, Brother Lee, once again. Hello, everyone. Glad to be here. And we have a first-timer. We have Brother Jared Rowell, Jr. Or not, I don't know if you're, are you truly a junior? No. Okay, so, but you are uh, in, in name. The second. Uh, you're, are you a second? Hey, Jared Rowell, the second. I didn't, how did I not know that? Have I been so long time with you? And yes, has I not known the? I don't know if you knew this, but I'm, I'm Robert George Lee. Not really the second. Doesn't say junior, but my dad had the same name. Well, I'm. So. No, I'm not even. <laughs> I was trying to get in on the party, but right, well. that wasn't working out too well. But anyway, we're excited that Jared is here. Jared, how old are you? I'm 13 years old. 13 years old, and you've been involved in uh, helping intermittently in Sunday school for roughly how long? Maybe about a year and a half. Year and a half, and uh, have you? You're on the bus, right? Yes. And which route are you on? I'm on Orange Route. Perfect. Now we ask this of everybody that comes on, especially if it's their first time. Uh, but what got you into children's ministry initially? I'm just curious. Uh, we never talked about this, so you didn't even know this question was going to be asked. But what got you into helping with Sunday school? Why did you want to, and why do you continue to, and why do you think that it's important? Well, it all kind of started when my dad started driving the bus and I would go on with him just to go on with him because my mom had to leave for church. And I seen the kids and I just had a burden for them. And I wanted to contribute to all of this and that's how it kind of all started. Pretty cool. So uh, during during COVID, our, our church has a, a age limit for our Sunday school teachers, which is 18 years of age. Under that, pastor would prefer them to be in their own class. He said he wants them to get the doctrine instilled in them before they teach anybody else, which completely makes sense. Although uh, it makes me sad because some of our really excited, energized youth want to help and, and sometimes they can't. However, we do have one loophole that we are exploiting, and that is during COVID, we had uh, Jared, uh, Tristan, and Natalia, is that the three? Yes. Yes. And they were they were uh, helping with during COVID the whole time because they didn't have their own class. And then when we went back to, oh, no, my battery is running low and I don't have my power adapter. It is in the office. So uh, I will put this on pause and I'll be back. Um, feel free to talk to anyone. I'm sorry. I, I don't know why my battery is there. That's stupid. Uh, I assume he's going to cut this part out. (laughs) Well, I'm excited though, Jared, about fall weather. You know what? It's so hot and dry out here. We actually got some rain the other night, which Mm -hmm. is kind of exciting. It was supposed to be rain Friday. And uh, the high, I think, is supposed to be only 70-something, which is nice. So I'm looking forward to the cooler weather. So. Yeah, so we live in the country yeah. club, and so you know how the wash out there, mm-hmm. all just randomly out there. Um, so it rained, and I went out there just to see what was out there. I haven't been out there for maybe about half the year. Mm-hmm. And I went out there, and I went by a little green... I don't I'm know coming. If it was a I'm coming. I'm coming. And we found mini pumpkins. Oh, wow. It was so weird. We kind of went... We've got the power. <laughs> All right. And I had to make, I had to paint a pumpkin okay. in our class or whatever, so now I'm just going to paint. Why isn't that getting power from this outlet? Are you serious right now? Oh, that outlet always has a problem, so. Apparently. Always. Do we have that no. power now? 
All right. Uh, now, we like to brag, as it were, Brother Lee, yes. that this podcast is raw and unedited, that we don't cut just because once we start clipping, then I can get carried away with that. I know how I am. And I'll chop out every um, every little burp, everything to the point where it takes me a couple hours to edit. But we've decided with this podcast, I'm, I'm telling Jared, because I don't know that he knows this, but we've decided that we're not cutting out any of that nonsense. If it's recorded, it's just going in the podcast. However, <laughs> listeners, for the sake of, of this podcast, I did clip a bit um, <clears throat> when I just ran out and grabbed my power adapter for my laptop because the battery was dead. So uh, it probably, this is, this is a rare yeah. edit moment. <clears throat> so... Back to what we were saying about COVID, you guys were involved in that, and we had this loophole that was exploited, and that is that uh, those that were involved during COVID, uh, they were super excited about it. And when I say they were sad that they couldn't be involved, like it was, it was bad. <laughs> like when when uh, Tristan and Natalia and Jared found out they couldn't be involved anymore, it, at least in my house, it was not good. Yeah. And, and Larry contacted me and said, is there anything we can do? Like, they're, they're basket cases. Like, they went out and bought costumes. Yeah. They went, that, that's what they wanted for Christmas. That's what they, and, and to them not be able to use it was just really a shame. So, Pastor, in his wisdom, said, uh, okay, we'll put them on a rotation. So, every week, there's a different one there. So, this week was Jared's week. <clears throat> and so, he got to join us. And, uh, yeah, so, that explains that. Um, now, uh, Brother Lee, you yeah. had a couple topics that we we're gonna we we're gonna yeah. go into, and we're recording this after Wednesday night service, as we have been prone to doing lately. Yeah. And man, that that yeah, the, the message tonight so perfectly lends itself to to something to talk about, and I think yeah. it goes into something else you wanted to cover as well. Well, yeah. So uh, yeah, tonight it just definitely kind of. Uh, just cemented what I wanted to talk about, which I texted you the other day. Um, so we're in it. We're in a, you know, I mean, I hate to say this, you know, okay, we, we okay, that didn't sound, that's not a good introduction to Brother Howard. I hate to say the word revival because we're, I think we're always in revival. He's doing a phenomenal you job. You hate to say we're in revival? <laughs> Brother Lee, this I, I, is I, not I, going well. I, I mean, in, in the traditional <laughs> sense of we have an evangelist, we're in a period of revival, we're always in revival. And I right. think I said this before on a podcast weeks ago that if he were to leave today which he's not going anywhere he's not but uh that he would want us to continue just going deeper and deeper and that's Absolutely. what i was thinking and then that led so much i'm not i, mean, I don't want to get ahead of myself of the topic uh, of the of bishop's uh, message tonight but what caught my attention was uh so brother howard has done a great job and i i brought my um my grandson and another young young man to uh um they're having like uh, very deep prayer uh, on Monday nights, and and Brother Howard is leading it, and uh, it, and I and I sat and it, not sat through it, but was there um, for the prayer the other night, and uh, and so. And, and in thinking about that, it, it's so much, and of course, I'm you know Sunday school bus ministry um, minded. And uh, and just but just outreach in general, but the spirit of prayer was so awesome. And he challenged uh, Brother Howard challenged all of the the youth and everybody who was there to really reach out uh, to, to you know to go on outreach and to just pray for for lost souls and to just and the key one of the key points here one of the points he made was 
if you have a prompting, and I know I, I miss this so many times of like, you know, go talk to this person. Um, I'll, I'll like kind of it'll be too sensitive too late where I'm like driving away and thinking, man, I should have talked to that person when, you know, when God probably, because the devil isn't going to prompt you to go win a soul and it gets, invite somebody to church and which could change their lives. And he challenged people to go out and just have boldness and go talk to people and uh, invite them to church and just tell them what great things. And, and it doesn't have to be anything, you know, uh, so complex and, and so polished and professional that you're intimidated. Just some simple things to, hey, you know what? Um, God is doing great things at our church. Tell them what, what God's doing for you. Yeah. And maybe one or two simple scriptures, just something that's so basic because there's so many people out there. I mean, we're, we're living in an unchurched world yeah. and they don't know a lot. And uh, so I think we need to just, just not just, I think we overcomplicate. I think, we, I think we do just, just get out there and just do it. You know? Yeah. I, I, I love that, that thought of just do it. Now we're doing a podcast right now, but I, but I'm going to, I'm going to, Talk about another podcast real quick. Brother uh, Joshua Perez has a podcast called Visually Prepared, and he's a young person putting out a podcast. And um, I, I'm not necessarily saying everybody, if you're listening to this, you're gonna you're gonna fall directly into the scope of that that podcast. Now, now go give it a listen. It's it's a, it's a great podcast. Mm-hmm. The reason I brought it up though is he's a young man that uh, was. He just mentioned to me, hey. I've been wanting to do this podcast. And I have some questions, and I I just love stuff like that, Brother Lee. Mm-hmm. I love seeing young people just do stuff that's way out of their comfort zone. He had never done anything like this, yeah. honestly. He was he was pretty timid to do it, kind of intimidated by the technology, by what you know. What if my voice doesn't sound quite right, or maybe the topics I cut? And, and I I was trying to just encourage him, forget all that and just do it. Yeah. Like you said about outreach, just go out and talk to people and figure it out on the fly sometimes. I think we can overthink it mm-hmm. and overcomplicate it, even in in every aspect of our life, even Sunday school. Mm-hmm. We can, you can, uh, how many people have, have this said, well, I wanted to do Sunday school, but I, I, I don't think I can do it. And they talk yeah. themselves out of even trying. Yeah. They yeah. won't even exactly. step in the classroom because they think that they're not ready to be you know, Brother Lee blowing up stuff in front of, you know, 100 kids. Well, yeah. <laughs> who, who steps in on their first Sunday and does that? Yeah. Maybe you did. I don't know, Brother <laughs> Lee. But I really yeah. do. I think we, we really overcomplicate life in, yeah. in doing things for God by, by playing them up in our heads into something that's bigger than it is. Yeah, I, I know. It's just, it's just it's simple. Just carry, uh, you know. I, so you mentioned that podcast, Shane, my grandson, who I took was one of the kids I took to the prayer the other night, was on one of uh, uh, Josh's uh He was podcasts. on the first one, right? I think, he, I think it was pretty much, there may have been an intro podcast with just yeah. Josh, but then, yeah, then he was like his first real guest, I think. And because uh, Shane is visually impaired as well. Um, but I was uh, at the dentist office today because like, Shane can't drive, and I took, her, uh, took him. And uh, I invited the, uh, the, the, the hygienist to church, you know, and just said, you know, what, what do we got to lose, you know? And I brought up the church. I brought up the Harvest Fest alternative that we have and just say, you know what, I'm just going to go for it. Just, you know, I'm like, uh, you know, pray for boldness and just get out there and just do it. I didn't go into scripture or anything. I just said, hey, you know, told her where the church was and uh you know i said you have some kids because she's been cleaning my teeth for for years and uh uh and i said you know what i don't know if i've ever invited her before we probably have we, we've talked about it a lot because she's 
that she always plays uh, Christian music in the in the office. And I thought, you know what, I, I just need to just just do it. And then I did it in front of Shane too, hoping to give him a little courage, encouragement cool. to do it as well. So just to step out. Yeah, <clears throat> I, we really can in, intimidate ourselves in so many ways. Like. Something as simple as making balloons. How many people have I seen that they're like, I'm not comfortable because mine don't look as good as yours? Who cares? I the kids don't that. care. <laughs> <laughs> they don't care if your poodle looks like a, a rat with rabies. They don't care. <laughs> just make them a balloon <clears throat> or you know, just, just step out and do it. Like I think the last time I reported the po- podcast, um, I told you that this Sunday I was going to play, I was gonna play the piano in, mm-hmm. in Sunday school. I'm telling you, that's the last thing I wanted to do. You know, in your head, you're thinking all the kids are like standing on their chairs going, Boo! you know, it's a, that's what you, you psych yourself. And it's fine. Kids don't care. They don't care if it's a soundtrack or someone plays the piano poorly. They don't care. They're going to sing. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's how it turned out. It was fine. Yeah, but we can psych ourselves out in, in so many things. So, yeah, step out, do outreach, even if you don't think you know. Uh, oh, how about Bible studies? Brother Lee, yeah. how many people, including myself, have said, I can't teach a Bible study because what if they ask a question I can't answer? Yeah. Brother Lee, I don't think I've ever heard of that actually happening. And we play it in our heads. Yeah. And if it does, the worst case, all you have to do is say, you know what? How about I get back to you next week on that? Yeah, just, you know, that's, hey, you man, that's, that's an awesome question. I've been, you know what? That, that you just, re- <laughs> I don't want to say we're lying, but just say, you know what? I need to look that up because I really don't uh, have a great answer. But let me get back to you next week. Something like that. Absolutely. And, just, and get help. And, and unless you're, you're teaching a Bible study to someone who is seriously antagonistic, mm-hmm they're going to be fine. And, yeah, and exactly. most people aren't going to get into a Bible study with you if they are just out there to beat you up. <laughs> That's not the scenario. It's usually going to be at your door when they're, you're either knocking on theirs or they're, you know, they're, they're knocking on yours. Uh, but yeah, we can talk ourselves out of so many you, things. You know, I, I, I've been, uh, you know, cause I'm the resident, one of the resident scientists around here and I love that stuff. Um, but I was, I was thinking about, did, um, did you say one of, yeah. <laughs> I don't know of any other scientists. <laughs> you are about only. <laughs> I think but, uh, yeah, your, your, your position really is not, secure. You know. Um, but, uh, so anyway, uh, I was thinking about like, um, uh, just evolution and creation and stuff. I think we're, I think that's coming up here in a few weeks of one of our topics, but, but I started thinking like, you know, man, I I need to be prepared. You know, I've never had anybody want to debate or, or I've never met an atheist or an evolutionist or whatever. And I sit here and I've been, you know, and I think it's good to be prepared and study this stuff in case it does come up. But I'm sitting there and finally part of me just said, you know what? You know, these scientists, is like we're talking like brilliant PhD people, whatever, they can hand wave and say all this stuff. I don't care what they say. You know, I mean, I know from experience what I've experienced. And don't, I, don't, I think it's like we, we we've let ourselves get intimidated by that. And I think it's just like, you know what, don't worry about it. Just, you know, it, it's like, it, and I said, you know what? This is the way it is. You know, I've, I've felt God. I've experienced it. I've, I've spoken in tongues just like they did 2,000 years ago and whatever. And you can believe whatever you want. And uh, and um, I'm just going to just keep loving God and, and say, you know, and, and just like it, well, even Jesus said, if they don't want to hear it, just dust the the dust off your feet and just move on and yeah. don't worry about it, you know? And I, I get caught up like, like, oh, what am I going to say? How am I going to do this, you know? Because these arguments are so good, you know? But yeah. I don't know. Yeah, we were on outreach last Sunday, Saturday, on, on Saturday. And uh, Wyatt Dillon was with us, and that was his first um, Sunday on outreach. 
you know, we were knocking doors and everybody was just sweet as can be. They're so nice. And then there was a guy that wasn't. Like, he was just the guy that's just a jerk, right? And you don't encounter those very often, not nearly as much as you think. Uh, but it was one of those, I don't want you here. This is, you know, we don't, just, just really rude. Wouldn't even let you finish your sentence. Slams the door. And I don't care how long you've been doing it. There is something that's like, ugh. And it kind of makes you sag a little bit. Think, man. But it, it, poor Wyatt. You know, the <laughs> first, first Saturday, I looked at him. And I said, Wyatt, you know what it means if, if stuff like that bothers you? Like if someone slams the door? He goes, what? I said, it means we don't do enough outreach. <laughs> I said, because it, you, yeah. you, you got to get to the point where that doesn't matter. Like you say, you just knock the dust off your feet and go to the next door. If they don't want it, we're just going to keep hitting the next one. Yeah. And uh, anyway, so. Well, it's like, uh, what, what did, uh, um, who's the guy that, Thomas Edison, the light bulb? He like, you know, they said, he fell 10,000 times. He goes, No. I learned 10,000 things that don't work or something like that. It I think I've tried 10,000 <laughs> ways of, of knocking on a door that haven't worked, yeah. uh, but there's been some that have. Yep, exactly. Anyway, uh, so for those that are, that are questioning, is this really a Sunday School podcast? <laughs> yes, it is. However, there's a lot of stuff that, that, that comes up in the course of well, talking about this that is tied in. So what started this, though, is I was going walk. I, I tend to walk around and, and do laps in the church when I'm praying and whatever. Um, but the thing that impressed me, though, was how many there was there had to be 50 to 100 people in there. You know, I don't you were there, right, yes. Jerry? Uh, I, I didn't take count. It was kind of light was low. But I, I just saw so many of our Sunday school teachers and bus workers and stuff out in there just going deeper. And that, that was impressive. It made me feel good that, you know what, they're, they're really, yeah. you know. it's because it, it's And you never know. When you go into prayer and intercession or whatever, um, it's just going to help. You're, you're just going to be a better person. And it's just going to impact and, and make you uh better more equipped in whatever you do and it just like you know this is really neat just seeing all of our kids really um you know re- reaching out to god and going deeper absolutely and i think that's a great segue <clears throat> into the message that was preached tonight so we don't get to hear bishop booker larry booker like we used to uh, as, as far as frequency uh, he's traveling quite a bit but he was here tonight and it was a youth service and he started off by saying, you know, why we, he, he was jesting, of course, but, you know, what, why are you having the old, old guy preach to the youth? Well, by the time it was over, we knew exactly why, because, yeah, he, he's, just, he's just incredible. He's, yeah. he's, he's great. But he preached the message that I've heard him preach several times before, but, I, but it's, it, it seems to have new meaning every time we hear it. But it was, what level do you want to play? Yeah. What level do you want to play? And he added a new tag to that this time. What level do you want to play in the end time? Yeah. Um, and the premise of the message, I, I'm grossly simplifying a, a really deep message here, but it's uh, based off of a, a chess game that he, he played years ago, and the, the chess board would, would say it loud. And at the time, this was a great innovation. It would say, you know, what level do you want to play? Mm-hmm. And you can choose. Do I want easy? Do I just want to whoop up on this thing? Or do I want to graduate through these levels? Or 10, which, God help you, unless you're Kasparov, you're not winning this thing. Um, So what level do you want to play? And, of course, he likened that to the kingdom of God. What level do you want to play? And and he went to Ezekiel uh, 18, I believe it is. 
and about how you walked in up to his ankles, up to his knees, you know, and deeper and deeper until the end where there's waters to swim in. And the point is, how deep do we really want to go in God? And, oh my goodness, Brother Lee, Brother Jared, how deep do we want to go in this thing? And and I'm going to speak specifically about Sunday school, but how deep are we are we trying to get with our children's ministry? Is this is this what some people say? Is it just babysitting for the for the parents so they can have a concentrated service so they can concentrate without their kids bugging them? Um, I know that there are churches that that view it like that. Mm-hmm. Or is there so many levels to this thing? And I like to think that our church is, we have a, I like to think we have a really deep children's ministry. Like it's not surface. We really do do it because we care and we do see kids get the Holy Ghost. We do see kids' lives change. But man, Brother Lee, there's so much more we could do. Oh, yeah. I'm telling you, I got I get so convicted tonight mm-hmm. while, he's, while he was preaching. What level do you want to play? Yeah. How, how much do you pray? How much do you fast? I'm not asking you. I'm, I'm, I'm asking what he was asking. How, how much do you, uh, do you really want this? Uh, do you remember Brother Molander uh, years ago when he was, I can't remember even the setting. Oh, it was actually at his funeral. They were talking about him and he taught a Sunday school class. And if you know Brother Molander, he's not our, our typical idea of a Sunday school teacher, you know, not, not clownish or silly or telling jokes or whatever. He had a very unique style, which was he prayed. Yeah. He prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed and fasted. Apparently his pastor asked him to do it and he didn't know anything about it. Mm -hmm. And so he figured, well, I guess God can help me. And so he prayed. I don't remember how many hours it was. Many, many hours a day for his Sunday school class. Yeah. He would fast for his class. And here it was, he, he's, he's dead and gone. And how, how old was Brother Molander in his 80s? He was, he was like 90, I think. Oh, close to 90. I think okay. we didn't we celebrate his 90th birthday here? I think we I did. Think we did. So a 90-year-old man had kids that were in his Sunday school class talking at his funeral mm-hmm. and saying, I will never forget a 90-year-old man. So this was probably 60 years ago. Mm-hmm. And they're, they're in their, what, yeah. 60s probably? And they're, they're saying, uh, or 60s or 70s or something, say, I, I have, I'll never forget Sunday school class with Brother Molander because we'd see people getting healed. We were yeah. seeing people get the Holy Ghost. We were seeing things happen in Sunday school because of someone that, like you said, we overcomplicate it sometimes. Yeah. And he boiled it down to the essence of, if I pray enough, I'm going to see things happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Boy, I tell you. How bad you- do we want it? I, you know, and it's like, I, I know that it, it, those kind of people and messages, they come along, you know, we, we get them often. I, I feel convicted that we get them so often that I, I'm not better at, at a further place down the road than I feel like I should be. But I remember when Brother Molander gave the, uh, I think it was the elder scene, uh, summer nights with the elders type of the thing we had a few years ago when he gave that. And I remember the conviction we felt right here in the, in the Spanish church. And when he was talking, and he was in probably 85 then, I don't know what how old he was, but he was saying, yeah, I just don't pray as much as I used to. And I think I, he said, I'm lucky if I get five hours in a day. And I'm like, 
I just about hit the floor. Like, are you kidding me? And, you know, see, I used to get up at three in the morning to pray. You know, now I don't get up until like five or something like, and I'm sitting there like, what am I doing? You know, <laughs> and I just, I felt so, and I, I got to tell you, it stirred me and I've done a lot better. You know, I thought, you know, I get up early, you know, and, uh, and so I've tried to make it a routine to get up and do that. But that and the service we heard tonight, but it's like, man, it's like, I got to, I got to get to a different another level and get out there deeper you know yeah what level do we want to play what do we want to see happen in our class Mm -hmm. are we willing to put that kind of time in quite frankly with with you know just just having a job you know things do get limited uh just life is so complicated but can i pray every day an hour can i pray two hours can I pray 30 minutes what can I do that message that brother Howard preached pray until yeah yeah pray until well that's a good point Jared is is there it's almost like a perfect storm of things that the brother Howard's messages uh the prayer night with the youth and then your dad tonight brother Phil uh I I just think that it's like something big's gonna happen we got we got to get engaged and we got to make it it. happen and do it but um uh it's it's exciting but uh yeah, uh, I'll never forget being at Commit Conference in Baton Rouge and Brother Merle Cornwell was uh, preaching and he told a story about a young man. Uh, if I remember correctly, he was in, uh, Brother where the Cornwell went to visit this, this church because he had heard you know, a lot about their bus ministry and stuff. Brother Cornwell has a massive bus ministry in his church, like almost 30 buses picking up like 1,000 plus kids a week. It's crazy, huge, huge. Um, but he was telling the story about being in this church. It was a denominal church. And the pastor called up this boy and he, and he, this boy came up on the platform and he was pretty underwhelming as far as physical appearance, kind of nerdy, gawky, lanky, kind of dorky. And he got up there and the, and the pastor said, someone told me I would, I should ask you how many kids you brought to Sunday school today. And the, the boy kind of shuffled, and he's like, well, I, I brought, brought a lot. He said, well, how many? You know, I don't know what the pastor is expecting. For me, I would be thinking, what, 20, 30? You know, real packed bus, about 60, 70 kids, right? Mm-hmm. And the kid said, and, and it's, if this isn't the exact number, it's very close. Some, I think he said 630 kids is what the kid brought. And the pastor looked at him like, double take, What? You did what? He said, I brought 630 kids. And he was almost embarrassed by the attention. And the pastor said, how is that even possible? What, what, what could you do to bring 600? There's, that's impossible. Now, obviously, this is a big church if it can host that amount of kids. Well, the boy started telling the church, I had five weeks off of work. And so me and my wife decided that we were just going to spend it on outreach. And so we've been doing 10 hours of outreach every day for the last five weeks. Wow. And when we filled our bus up, we rented another bus and filled it up. And when we rented, well, anyway, they ended up getting bus after bus after bus. After five weeks of 10 hours a day, imagine that, 50 hours a week doing nothing but outreach. You're going to pick up a lot of people. (laughs) They brought 16 busloads of kids, and they had to hire drivers and the vehicles. And as far as I know, I think the kid paid them himself. It wasn't a kid. I am a young adult. You know, he was married. Uh, but picked up 630-some kids. And I'll never forget thinking, ah, how bad do I want this? Yeah. How bad do I want it? If I had five weeks off, 
I don't think I would be doing, I, I mean, yeah. until I heard that story, it never even occurred to me to do 50 hours of outreach a week. Like, what? But, you know, that's that's the result you've met. You know, I mean, before, before I forget this, but okay, so you may not be in that position where you can do that, but one thing that, uh, I don't know if the bishop said at the time, but it sparked me, is, is uh, think of, okay, well, 24 hours in a day, we work and we do whatever, but is there is there something that we can possibly just set aside, you know, and just not do? I mean, like I don't I don't play video games, you know. I I, I may play ten minutes a, a month. Yeah, I'm just not into it. So it's not my thing. But but okay, I can get rid of that. I, I have no problem getting rid of that. <laughs> but we're all into yeah. something. <laughs> right? There's something. There's social. We're looking at Instagram, which I don't really look at that either. But uh, but there's stuff that I do that it just just waste time, you know. Yeah. Um, and uh, there's something you can get rid of and get that extra hour in or yeah. something a day. Even if I don't care what you're doing, you can find time. If you, you can just, wake up early, get up. Yep. You can stay up later, like like Bishop said, said yeah. tonight. You can find the time if you want to make the time. If you want to make it. So, man, what level Give do you want to play? Desire. Like, let finish the song. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my goodness! So Sunday school. If you're listening to this, think about it. What what level are you wanting to play with your Sunday school? Are you wanting to just have Sunday school because you're supposed to have one? Are we doing it to see these kids get the Holy Ghost? Are we doing it because we want to see miracles in our classroom? Honestly, that that's that's something that's almost like a, like a, a wishful thinking to me. Almost like I want to see someone healed in our classroom, and I know that I, I, I'm being just very brutally open right now. But that's not something I go in expecting necessarily. Yeah. If it happened, I would love it. I think that's incredible. But it's not something I go in expecting. Man, what level do we want to play? Well, that, that just goes back to what Brother Howard's been pushing us and just, just reminding us is we get what we expect, you know. He's, mm-hmm. yeah, typically our Sunday mornings or whatever, our services are a little slow or whatever, but that's just because of routine. Year after, you know, whatever, week after week, that's pretty much the way. To, but it doesn't have to be that way, you know. It have to be. Uh, we, can, we, we can step it up. You and your group, we've, we've kidded around, joked around. We, do, we have fun sun, Sunday school songs and whatever. What if we just bust out at our group, you know, our 20 people, teachers or whatever we have, and just start just, just going for it and just, just who cares if we make fool look foolish or whatever? But you know what? You never know what that might spark in the, in the rest of the congregation. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. But just yeah. let's do it. Just, I don't know. I love that. So it all kind of ties in together. What you started with, with with just just do something and don't overcomplicate it. Don't overthink it. Just do something for God. Let Him fill in the missing pieces. And man, if we spend the time in prayer, and, and I love what, what what Bishop said said tonight about um, we even overcomplicate prayer. Yeah. Like we, we 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 can make it where we feel like we have to reach these certain volumes or these certain <laughs> just sit there and talk to God. That's all you have to do. Yeah. That's all we have to do. But I, I I'm. I'm Telling on myself, sometimes I can overcomplicate it. Yeah. Like I have a list, and if I don't get through this list, I haven't prayed. Yeah, <laughs> just yeah. talk to God. 
Oh my goodness, we can overcomplicate it. So, you know, so if you have if you have access, go to the website where I don't know where our church is. So go to our church website. You got to listen to it. But one of the things, so we'll, uh, fasting as well. He mentioned that. So he told us all his little secret. You you know, like you know, I can't go on a long fast, but you know, I can do a day. Well, when you get done at the end of the day, you just maybe just say God. Can you give me a little grace to go a little bit more or something like that? And then he said, God will help you. So that's a little that's secret. Right. Use a one-day fast and pray that God uses that one-day fast to give you grace to go on a longer yeah, fast. Yeah. So when he said that, I turned to my brother and I said, how about I fast a meal <laughs> that he gives me grace to go on a one-day fast? Yeah, yeah. yeah let's start Whatever, somewhere. Start, you got to start somewhere. Just get somewhere. out there and do it. I hate yeah. fasting. Oh, I hate yeah. it. God is so good at knowing what works. He, I, he knows how bad we hate it. That's why we got to do it. <laughs> That's why it's so effective. Oh my goodness! Yeah. Um, so uh, to change gears a little bit, we have a kids revival coming up. Yes. On the fifteenth through the seventeenth. That's uh, this coming uh, two weeks from now, I believe, or yeah. about a week and a half now, I guess. Um, so this is where we take our Sunday school and put it in front of the church. So it's a Friday night, Sunday morning thing, and we're going to have Brother Howard wrap it up on Sunday morning. Uh, but our Sunday school team, basically it's a way for our Sunday school to be presented to the church. So the church necessarily, you know, some of them, of course, make their way into our classroom while we're having Sunday school. But many of them honestly don't have a clue what happens in our classroom. They know we have Sunday school and they hear bits and pieces every now and then, but they have no idea what we yeah. do. And so this is our chance to show them on a Sunday morning in front of everybody and a Friday night, hopefully they come is is this is what our Sunday school is about. And we're going to have fun. We're going to sing songs. We're going to do object lessons. We're going to just be be silly and wild. But it's going to get serious. Yeah. And we expect God to move, and we expect people to get filled with the Holy Ghost. Um, uh, but, yeah, and so we're, we're super excited about that. And uh, our theme is space. We're doing space. And the inspiration was twofold. So, first of all, the uh, there was a... Uh, Brother, oh my goodness, my brain just... Oh, Brother Crosby out of Ocala, Florida a few years ago. They did a VBS and he wrote a VBS on space. And so it was just, they saw some pictures and stuff. I'm like, that's really cool. One day we're going to do this. Well, and then I was just at Shehalis, Washington. Brother Gabe Baker uh, is probably listening to this. He listens to a lot of the podcasts. Brother Baker, if you are, hello, God bless you. Uh, but they did a space theme in their Sunday school and they're, they they have the the uh, what's the word the, the blessing of having a dedicated space for Sunday school and space <laughs> see what I did there that was an accent uh, a dedicated room for Sunday school and so they take that and they really go wild with props like they go all out and so their their theme was space there was the coolest walkway a tunnel walking into the classroom it's got all these cool led effects and at the end there's literally an airlock it's not like a an, an airlock that's actually like <laughs> airlocky but it's like has a you know the the doors that that i don't even know how to describe it verbally yeah. but it's got like the 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 ridge doors and they they separate and it actually is motorized so you hit a button and it opens it's really cool uh then they get into the main room and everybody's wearing spacesuits and anyway just great they did such a great job and so uh Anyway, those those factors weighed into it, and we've done a lot of themes, brother Lee. We're yeah. kind of running dry without yeah. duplicating. You know, we've done just about everything, and so I don't think we've ever done space. Yeah. <clears throat> and so, what a great time! Fun. 
So uh, the script is still in in the making, but it's going to be something really fun uh, involving rockets or something. Oh, by the way, the, the, the massive background that we're doing was I saw that at Brother Baker's church. They have a room that is completely wrapped in this massive banner. And I'm just like, brother, where did you get this thing? It's huge. Huge doesn't even describe it. Like, okay, let, I'm going to try to draw this picture. Our, our platform is pretty large, but we're getting a, a banner as a background, assuming this thing shows up. If it doesn't, I'm going to be so cruelly disappointed. But it's 48 feet wide, a banner. Think about that. 48 feet. That is massive. So if you knew our platform, it's from our drum cage over to where the cha- chairs are that the preachers sit in. 48 feet. That's that. I, what's that like? Like, what can I liken that to that people would wrap uh, their heads around? A, a big bus. Long, a little bit longer than a bus. Yeah, it's, a, it's huge. <laughs> and it's 14 feet tall. <clears throat> Uh, it's exactly the size of a billboard because that's what it is. It's a billboard. Uh, but you can get these things printed for, for not too much, and it's going to be a complete wall in the in our sanctuary. So our sanctuary, I don't know how wide it is, probably a total of 65 feet, maybe 60 feet. Uh, it's 18 feet tall. And so this is going to be 14 by 48. It's going to be a complete wall of space. And it's just a massive galaxy that we have printed. It's going to be just super cool as a background and then on top of that we're going to be building props in fact me and danny are meeting tomorrow at 10 and we're building cockpits and rockets and all kinds of stuff so sounds good yeah well plan b maybe we get like a whole bunch of different cans of different colored paint and i'll blow it up and it'll just like the big bang and it'll just like splatter and put the galaxies and stars all out there in perfect position it'll be it'll be perfect yeah yeah except i don't have 13.8 13.8 billion years to do it. Mm. We, have, we have less than that many days. Yeah, I don't. Oh, well, oh, well maybe plan B's Maybe not if you work. talk to Pastor about that first, <laughs> I'm sure he'd be really excited to have to repaint the yeah. entire sanctuary and get new carpet and chairs and everything. I'm sure he would just be thrilled with that. Like he didn't invite me to go work. <laughs> come. Right, I'll come down. 10 o'clock. 10 a.m. We're meeting at 10. Uh, so I'm going by Home Depot early. I'm going to buy those uh, styrofoam with the white on one side, the, the shiny on the other. Yeah, yeah. And we just have a picture, and we're just going to try to emulate it. Okay. Lots of LEDs. Uh, I got to... Man, I meant to order those. I have the black light spotlights already. Okay. Um, so we're doing big beach balls, and we're going to paint those in all kinds of neon and stuff and hang those from the ceiling. And I have these black light spotlights going to shine on them. So. That's going to be fun. Anyway, yeah. So that's our, our kids' revival. And um, last thing is to go through our weekly recap. So we do... Uh, for those that are regular listeners, you already know this, but we break our Sunday school into segments. So nothing goes longer than eight minutes. And usually the shortest is about four minutes. Um, so we, this time we did a, an intro of course, and then we did rules, birthdays, visitor Bibles, uh, an action song, a puppet show followed by a mini object lesson. Then we did giveaways that teach. And then we did a skit and then we did a worship song and then the final lesson. So we're going to go through each of those pieces. Oh, and, and some of this, not all, is in a video that we already posted online uh, to Apostolic Children's Ministry on YouTube. Um, so maybe 75% of this is up, yeah, yeah. probably. So creative intro, Brother Lee, that was you. So why don't you tell us what you did? Oh, well, the theme. Tell us the theme first. Yeah, okay. So the theme was <clears throat> what is what is sin 
and where does sin come from, um, and uh, what are the consequences of sin? So I kind of took, and it's kind of neat that we have Jared here today. So I kind of, uh, I did a, re- a lot of times we'll do a recap of what we learned last week or whatever. I said, well, we learned a few weeks ago, and Jared and I did a skit together of where did the Bible come from? And Jared's coming out, he's supposed to help me, and I'm like, Jared, uh, what do you got there? Because my backpack goes to the, you know, I go, where did the Bible come from? The Bible came from my backpack. So, so it kind of played off of that. So where did sin come from? So I kind of, you know, came off of that and I, I had a bag. It was a 7-Eleven bag. And I said, you, you don't, won't believe it, but sin comes from 7-Eleven. I mean, who would have thought? <laughs> I mean, you got that fluffy ice stuff. It can, brother. <laughs> I've been to some 7-Eleven. There was some sin in there. So I was just being goofy, and I had it inside the bag. I had a mixed up Rubik's Cube, and I had somebody check it and whatever. And uh, and then I had a, um, I just faked it out, and I uh, and I put my hand back in there, and I pulled out a one-by Rubik's Cube. And just <laughs> one side, one one block you know it's just like a you know whatever and i solved it you know i'm like so i was just saying well i oh that's deception you know and so whatever so we learned about that and i said well and that's what the devil did in the garden and whatever and uh, we're thinking but you're gonna learn a lot more and so that was my intro so yeah so the way we do it is we try to introduce the topic or the theme immediately so the kids know what we're teaching um, and then throughout the day, we're just going to contribute to it with every single segment. So Brother Lee came out with Jared, and they introduced the concept of, of what sin is. And it's, it's, it's unbelievable to think that some of these kids don't know. You know, uh, hopefully not church kids. Um, but, but sometimes you got to start at the basics. And so that's what we're doing with, with what is sin and that there are serious consequences to sin. So you introduced that, and then we had Brother Danny come out, and he did the rules. Now, I don't remember if he did anything uh, specific about sin and the rules. Did he? Because at the time, Brother Lee, i got, I got to admit something. I didn't see much of your intro, and I didn't see much of the rules because I was dealing with chaos in the back. Uh, did, yeah. did you notice that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so while you're—how could you not yeah. notice it? Yeah, he was— so, for those that, that have perfect Sunday school, God bless you, but we don't always have perfection. So I was dealing with, with uh, a person who shall remain unnamed, but just completely bonkers, like out of control. It wasn't just him. There was like five of them that were just, they were, they were just nuts. So we pick them up on our buses, and we, we do our best to, you know, we understand that, 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 that they're not going to be perfectly well-behaved. We understand that. But there's certain levels that if it goes beyond that, you can't teach anybody. Yeah, it just it just kills the class. Well, this young man, I tried to talk to him, and his response was to scream <laughs> like really loud. And so I, I I gently you know tried to talk him down. Well, that didn't didn't work at all. And so I, I finally was to the point where I'm like, bud, we're done. <laughs> Like, I've tried everything. Poor Brother Lee and Jared are up there. Nobody has a clue what they're saying because you're stomping all over them. So I had to um, <clears throat> take him out of class, and we took him straight home. Like, that doesn't happen very often, yeah. but, like, he was in a car going back to mom because we were done, like, within probably three minutes of class. Like, that's, yeah. that's like, got to be an all-time record. And the other, the other kids... Uh, when they saw his empty chair, I had to explain, uh, you could be next, okay? <laughs> it was it was pretty rough. So, Brother Lee, how on earth did you guys keep your concentration? Because I didn't. 
I, I just, it was, it was, I got to admit it was tough. I'm sitting there looking back there and I'm like, okay, so I basically, we have the girls, we typically have girl side, boy side. I just kind of said, okay, well, I'm just going to talk to the girl side. <laughs> I just kind of directed that way. And I just, you know, it was doing, okay, and then I think he calmed it down. And so then I did my trick or whatever in front of everybody. But yeah, it was, it was a little distracting for, for Yeah, me. we've said this before, but I, I, I there was a, a magician that does kids shows and he said teaching kids or, or doing shows for kids is like is like doing a show in front of a room full of drunk people yeah. because you never know what they're going to do and man it felt like a room full of drunks at least for the first few minutes you it never was, know what's going to happen anything it was wild. can happen <laughs> anything can happen like it could be completely fine and then you just hear people arguing and it's just like yeah. There. yeah they go from from peace to tearing one another's eyes out within 30 seconds but, so. but you know uh, we are really blessed so you what know, that actually was was a demonstration of senate work <laughs> it was just a powerful introduction yeah. we thought it would compliment what you were talking we're about we're not going to talk about Senate anymore <laughs> uh, the rest of the, our, our lives in Sunday school but you know what most of the time that, that was that was pretty rare we've been I don't yes. think there's been I mean there people you know in, well I think it's the acoustics of our of our the block Sunday school room that sound travels like little I'll sit there and I'll notice you know what they're just kind of just whispering but you get a, a few whispers it does kind of sound a lot but uh, yeah. you know we've been pretty good you know what really I yeah think. so we've done crowd control yeah. assignments now yeah yeah and I pur- purposely generally put myself back half of boys section mm-hmm. the front half are the ones that want to be there like yeah. they, they're locked like they're in. ready they're, they're good so there, there's not a lot that needs to be done there but back half girls still not a whole lot yeah. sometimes you'll get you'll get a a wild one. Back half boys section, oh Lord have mercy. You better be on your game. Maybe we ne- maybe we just need to just uh, start Sunday school and say, okay, and then have the teachers all go to the back of okay, everybody turn your chairs around <laughs> and then uh, just kind of reverse the direction. Ooh, so, that's so. clever. I kinda like that. Yeah, we're gonna teach from the, the back of the room one day. Yeah, yeah. I actually really like that. We could try. <laughs> yeah, so the so the rough crowds on the front row. I like that. We'll see. We'll see if they scatter. Yeah, give you. They probably would. Okay. Anyway, but uh, anyway, so that was our intro. And then yeah, we'll, I, you know, I, I don't. I think he basically went through the rules and just kind of went through them. If, if I did, sorry, Danny, if I didn't, brother Danny, I'm I'm sure you did something amazing. We were dealing with some serious yeah, issues at the time. <laughs> we're we're busy enforcing those rules. Yeah, yeah. All right, and then we did a song. Sister Sarah Toronto uh, did. What was the first song we sang? Do you remember? Action song, action song. Oh, this little light of mine? Light of mine? No. Light, light, light. Light, yeah. light of the world. Uh, group VBS, surprise. Group music does phenomenal music. If you don't already listen to them, go listen to everything they have. 99% of it's really good. Um, and then we did a puppet show. Now, the puppet show, this was something that we had, I had like evolving. So me and Jared were assigned it. Uh, Brother Lee gets pulled into all kinds of stuff that he didn't sign up for. So uh, we had, uh, I, I'd been thinking about, like, I want to use puppets more because sometimes on our schedule I'll put puppet or skit. And very high percentage, let's say nine out of 10 plus times, people run with a skit because they're comfortable with it. And setting up a puppet show requires setting up, you know, curtains and, yeah. and puppets. And brother Jared, let's be brutally honest. How bad did your arm hurt? My back. 
Our whole bodies hurt. Like it was just bad. I literally had tears. I promise. I was hurting so bad like that was keeping my arm up for that thing. length of time. I, I still like I get the heebie jeebies thinking about it. So I'm not doing it again without something to prop my arm up on. There's like no If you ever want to try way. something that's gonna push you to your limit, try puppets. Try puppets where it's just at that awkward height where your head has to stay below the top of the curtain, but your hand has to be a foot or so above it. So basically your hand is a good foot above your head for 10 minutes. See, for me, I oh. have my hand all the way up. Oh, I was crying. <laughs> I was like, I was crying. working. I was so miserable. And my puppet kept doing dives. Like he'd, he'd go down for air. Yeah, I, I, well, I was, I was in part of this skit too, out in front as a human. And I kept going, I think I Where'd the puppet go? Well, yeah, I, I, I was thinking you had you were having problems with your mind kept falling off or something. I was like, I didn't, I had no idea what was going. What on. What was happening is I dropped my puppet and I would grab my shoulder and squeeze it as hard as I could, just trying to get some life into it. Oh, it was deadly. But we're we're, we're getting distracted. Uh, but if you're going to do a puppet, make sure you practice ahead of time and know your arm can can handle it, or build yourself something that you can rest your arm on. Well, which you'd mentioned I'm going to about be our platform or the the backdrop. Is yes. cutting holes or something mm-hmm. like that. That would definitely help. I think we have like if if it works. Yeah, because then if you have a curtain hanging behind that puppet stage, you can stand without being seen, yeah. and only thing in front of the curtain is your puppet, yeah. and so you don't have to worry about it. So you can have it more like waist level or chest yeah. level, mm-hmm. and it, it's not nearly as difficult. But when it's above your head, oh, yeah. oh. Oh, oh, I'm having flashbacks right now. It was just, it was agony. <laughs> but back to the to the storyline. So um, I was in, uh, where was it? Spring, uh, Battlefield, Missouri with the forest. And they did a puppet show when we were there. And, and I, I couldn't remember what they did, but I remember laughing so hard. <laughs> and I don't remember much except that it was about a boy that wanted to be a superhero. That's all I remember. And I don't remember anything else. I just remember something about him s- jumping off tall buildings or, and, and something about snakes, like the snakes. He was a superhero afraid of snakes or something. I can't remember. Like, it's so fuzzy to me. But I remember laughing so hard and thinking, I wonder if I can somehow tie that in to what we're going to talk about. So I would just, I, this is why you look at your lesson early. So, like, all week is just kind of percolating. And I was thinking, okay, I wonder if this, this, kid this puppet thinks his superpower is something really great when really it's sin mm-hmm. and and the superpower that we used was the superpower of, of stealing a candy bar from the store and he was so proud of himself because he's i'm a superpower i got my superpower candy bar and then he had the superpower of cheating on his math test and the superpower <laughs> of getting even with the girl at school and then Brother Lee had to shatter my dreams and tell yeah. me that that is not a superhero or a superpower. After all, that is nothing but sin. Yeah. And he was so ashamed. Um, and so it, it evolved. In fact, we were out thrift store shopping. Okay, so it's it was my daughter's birthday, and her cousin Natalia came with her. And you know what those two wanted to do for their birthday? Go thrift shopping. Go thrift store shopping I for Sunday school costumes. I can see that. That's what they I wanted would do to do. The same exact thing. <laughs> so that's what we did all afternoon. And when we get in the car, I'd talk about the, the the puppet show. I'm like, okay, this is this would be funny if, and everything evolved. In fact, that whole story of him changing his grade in the school computer, and he gave himself a zero. And you know, to anyone listening, you're like. 
He gave himself a worse grade. Said, yeah, give myself a zero because I didn't deserve it. <laughs> and like, that's so noble of you. And then he's like, yeah, I gave myself a zero to my 15%. Now I got 150. Super funny. <laughs> and it's so stupid. But it made me laugh. Yeah, so I, yeah. you know, I was like, even if the kids don't think it's funny, I do. <laughs> um, and so uh, that's where it evolved. And then kind of uh, we kind of built this. And then I called uh, Brother Jared, and he was able to come over. Saturday and we we went through it a couple times and uh, then we called Brother Lee and he was able to uh, at least get the concept. We have, we never actually practiced till Sunday morning with Brother Lee, uh, but Brother Lee is so instant in season. I knew he had no problem, and he's he's just he's really good at at yeah. at doing stuff on the fly. So anyway, that was our, our deal uh, about sin. You had to explain to this poor kid named Super Freddy, who self-proclaimed Super Freddy, um, that all of his superpowers were actually sin. Yeah. And he went from Super Freddy to semi-average Freddy to stupid Freddy yeah. to just, just Freddy. Freddy. To just regular Freddy. With a PH, not an F. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Which I forgot to put in the video. So if you're watching that, waiting for that part, it didn't happen. Yeah, uh, so that was our puppet show, and he had explained the consequences, that there are consequences yeah. to my sin. And by that time, my arm was so tired, Freddie wasn't even listening. Like, he was behind the curtain <laughs> just crying, because that's, yeah, it was bad. Here, the consequences of sin was death. He felt death. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then we did a mini lesson, Brother Marcos. Now, Brother Marcos, what I didn't know, so we use Planning Center Online for those that care to help with our scheduling. We do scheduling in many ways. So I have a spreadsheet that has all of our topics ahead of time. And then we have each week built out in a Google doc that everybody can see. Um, and then I use planning center to actually send it out to everybody. Uh, so you can actually say, yes, I can be there. No, I can't, or I can block out a date. Whether you use it or not, I don't care. I'm not recommending it or not recommending it. Just something we use. Well, what I didn't see is Brother Marcos declined his because he had to take his wife to the hospital that night. And I didn't know that. It was kind of like a last-minute deal. So he said, no, I can't be there. Well, I didn't see it. So I assumed he was going to be there. So Sunday morning, he's there. And so I didn't think a thing about it. And he came up and he said, hey, did you see my text? <laughs> or did you see my response? I said, no. What response? <laughs> he said, well, I, I, I was at the hospital late with my wife. I was like, oh, my goodness. He said, no, it's okay. I, I came up with something. Uh -huh. So he stepped in at the last second. So if you saw wow. that, he literally came up with that during class or right before class. So great job with the Marcos. And he just talked about uh, basically... Uh, I'm a little fuzzy because again I was dealing with the issue in the back, but yeah. So he had, um, so he had the the, the cu cups. cup of cup of lying, cup of stealing, and cup of uh, pride. But basically, then it was the, the lust of the eyes, um, the lust of the flesh, and the pride of life was his main scripture in the end. But basically, he had the cups there, and like, well, you see a cup, and and you drink of that cup, and well. Oh, the sin affects you. Is that yeah, is that yeah. the bottom and, line? Yeah, but yeah. Well, there's no nothing really bad happened, you know. And then the next thing you know, he's like, "Oh, hey, uh, hey, you, 
you know I've got a job. I'm making like 50 bucks an hour, don't you? And, oh, really? I don't. Well, great. Congrats. That's right. And then he said, yeah, well, so why are you driving that beater car? Oh, well, my money's all tied up in investments right now. So I'm just kind of, you know, and, uh, and so, but it's just how it leads to more lying and stuff right. like that. And then uh, I, think, I think he had the cup of steel. Wasn't it? I think it was stealing or something. Yeah, ST. Uh, the cup yeah, of ST yeah, stood, and, for, uh, stood then, for stealing. You know, then how you take things and then it, you know, goes on to different things like that. So, yeah. Um, then Brother Larry did giveaways. It was him and Sister Sarah, but she got sick. Uh, man, there's a lot of sickness going on. Didn't even realize that. So Didn't Sister uh, Rios and, and Sister Sarah all got sick. Um, anyway, uh, so they did giveaways, and there was a bunch of sign or numbers on the wall, uh, 1 through 15. And we had a spinner, a big spinner deal. And uh, if you don't have a spinner, they're just great ways to randomly pick people. So we do it by... We split boys and girls, and so we did like the boys section. We'd spin the spinner, and it has like a one through eight on it, I think. And so we use that to count rows. So obviously row one, row two. And if we have like an eight, we say we only have six rows. I don't know how many we so had. It goes back to the first. It goes back to the first. So what that means is that the front rows get probably more options. Right. <laughs> Sit on the front row. I mean, I have no problem with that. You're going to reward the front row Some more than everywhere right else. There. Yeah. So uh, we uh, span that, got the row picked, and then we spun it again and picked out the, the seat, seat number. The seat number. That person came up, picked a a number, and like Brother Larry said, is you're making the decision here. There's one through fifteen. You choose whatever's behind it is what you're going to get. So I'm not picking it for you. You make the decision. And so they'd pick, say, number eight, and they'd pull it off, and it would it would say, what were some On the back candy end, say, candy table, where they got to go pick a candy off the table, or a toy chest, yeah. or no prize. And no prize, yeah. And so uh, the ones that got no prize were obviously you know, a little disappointed. And he said, well, I didn't choose it. That was your choice. And he likened it to sin. You know, you can be disappointed with the results of sin, but it was your decision. But the whole time, Larry had redemption in mind. But it was sad. I'm watching his kids go back. They're like, oh. here, you, you, hey, here, you get to keep your number as a, as a, as a, as like a consolation prize. I'm like, oh, nice. You know? Yeah, so some of these kids are walking away with big old boxes of candy, some with a toy, and some with it's paper numbers. It says no prize on the back. So yeah, like, so okay. they got back to their wow. seat. And once, nice. once he gave out all 15 numbers, then he uh, had all the kids that had no prize come up because they still got a prize. Uh, but anyway, it was a good way to do a giveaway with still teaching that your choices decide the outcome. Um, it was it was kind of funny how he said, "Okay, those of you that didn't get the uh, you know that had the no prize, you know, coming up and the whole class jumps up and starts." Mocking. It was amazing. He only <laughs> called out fifteen kids, but there was thirty-seven kids that didn't get a prize yeah, that day. Huh? <laughs> It was yeah. There's yeah. ten. Yeah. Anyway, it was just it was funny. It was funny. <laughs> no, no, you gotta have your you gotta have your sticker or whatever. Yeah. So so then we did a skit and that was uh, Sister Kim and Bree Hinkley and that was uh, on the video. Uh, but it was a, I think it was an older sister. I was thinking it was, she was playing the mom. Yeah, they were sisters. But it was sisters, sisters right? Yeah, yeah. Kim was the older sister. Do not. Do not. Do not. It was like a do not watch this, do not listen to this, do and not do not touch this. Touch this. Do not touch and of course, Bree doesn't listen. Yeah. Bree doesn't listen. <laughs> no. So, Bree, if you're listening uh, to this, no, she didn't listen. She wouldn't She doesn't listen. <laughs> Bree, we're, we're throwing you under the bus. Uh, she was playing a part. 
of the disobedient sister who did everything she wasn't supposed to do. And from then on, all of her following actions were affected. The first one was uh, the cup. And she smashed it on accident? <laughs> what got me laughing was they said, it was a little plastic cup and she smashed it. And Sister Kim said, that was Grandma's favorite china. I was <laughs> yeah. like, yeah. smart. Yeah, that's fun. Grandma had a favorite styrofoam cup. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so it was smashed up. And then they used that to teach that now that you've touched the thing you weren't supposed to touch, now you're more willing to touch the other stuff. And that's exactly what happened. So she, of course, went to the next item. And she said, oh, it doesn't say do not touch, but I'm (laughs) going to watch it. Yeah. And so she had a phone, and she pretended that she was watching something on the phone. And after that, she said everything that she saw was pink. pink. And she's like, man, nice pink shoes. She's like, these shoes are not pink. Really? That is a nice pink dress. And so she went around. Everything was pink, including bananas. Everything was pink. The store sells only pink stuff. How weird. And finally, Kim's like, I know what you did. You watched that, didn't you? I was going to throw that in the trash. That was on the way out to the garbage. And you had to watch that. And it affected everything you see now. And they talk about sin. The things you watch, the thing you see, they they color the way you see everything else. It's a great, great illustration. And then the last one was things you hear and how you can listen to uh, music and it affects the other things you listen to. Yeah. Uh, so great skit. And then we did a worship song, Sister Sarah Torado. And uh, she, uh, it was an old, older song, Daystar. Uh-huh. It's a really pretty song. And it, it doesn't necessarily scream the, the theme, but it's just a really pretty song that definitely gets the kids praying. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, technology is not always perfect. Yeah. But luckily we have Mr. Backup. Yeah, Mr. Backup wasn't ready that day. <laughs> but uh, what uh, my brother downloaded the song from YouTube, so you can do like these YouTube to MP3 conversions, and so he ripped it off real quick. Well, he didn't have time to check the file, and so it only downloaded like the first 30 seconds of it. Yeah. And so we started playing the song, and it was really pretty. Kids are praying, and, and then it just stopped. Off. And it was like, have you ever had that happen? Like, like where, where your things are flowing and then like the brakes are slammed on it. All the kids are like, you know, their hands are in the air, but they're looking around like, what just happened? Yeah, what do we do now? And so thankfully, that's a song that I know pretty well. And so I was able to, to play it on the piano. Um, but yeah, that's no fun. When technology lets you down, that is not good. Uh, but uh, it's a pretty song. And it, for those that don't like those older songs, you're missing out a big chunk of apostolic history like they're yeah. they're beautiful beautiful songs uh, anyway I love those songs um, then Sister Delaney did the final lesson and I'm trying to remember what she I kind of forgot yeah it was because uh, she didn't record it but she did it because she had to take uh, kids home well so I'm uh, so I'm standing there and she she uh, she calls oh up, I remember now because your up, back was hurting yeah, yeah yeah so she calls up uh, three kids uh, one is trying to live for God and then the other uh, two, one was uh, flesh and one was the devil. And uh, she said, oh, and I need Brother Lee in here. So so he's our perpetual Jesus. And so I go, and I'm like, oh, what is just go stand on the other side of the room. I go, okay, I can do that. My back was killing me. I could barely stand. It was like one of those like nerve-pinching deals. I'm, I'm just ready to fall over. So I go, okay, I can stand over. I'm just standing here. I can stand over there. So I kind of hobble. <laughs> Little did he know. And so I was sitting there. And then after a while, you know, I said, so here you got, you know, so 
one kid's trying to live for God and stuff, and he's, you know, got us fighting his flesh and fighting the devil, whatever. He said, but then, you know, and he's trying to get to Jesus, but he can't. But then, you know what, he prays and whatever. And then Jesus comes to him. So I come over there, and I'm thinking, okay. And then, uh, so the, the kid that's trying to live for Jesus gets behind me, and she said, but then you got the flesh and the devil trying to get at, you know, get at you and whatever. And I got two 11, 12-year-old boys, and my back is killing me. I could barely stand up. And they had no problem attacking the kid that I was supposed to protect. The, the lady starts chewing me out in front of everybody Jesus, and saying, Jesus, you're supposed, Jesus, to, you're supposed to protect these kids. What are you doing? So, I'm, Delaney, if you're listening to this podcast, <laughs> you're about killed. I'm about I'm trying, I'm trying. <laughs> They're running circles around me. Yeah, up. she actually did. What? She said, Jesus is much stronger than Brother Bob. <laughs> <laughs> she blasted you so hard. And I'm sitting there like, oh, I'm just dying. Cause I, 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 fit, I am dying. And you know, my kid that I'm supposed to protect is getting beat up by the flesh <laughs> and the devil. And I'm, just, I'm just not doing a good job. i got to say, the flesh and the devil could not they have been dead, better yeah. picked because they were, they were ready to wail on him. <laughs> well, so one was a, there were cousins, right? So Peyton, Peyton and Landry, and then I can't remember. Really and Peyton was just like yeah, he was, he was chewing at the bit to whoop up on somebody. Peyton was supposed to be the flesh. He's like, no, I'm the devil. Oh. <laughs> Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm looking in the back for our timekeeper to say, zero, zero, let's get this thing over with. Yeah, so shut him down. Shut so him down. Go to a chiropractor or something. Yeah, yeah, so there are some Sundays that go later than others. And I think this one went pretty late. I don't remember where the... Oh, I think probably our puppet show went way late. Brother Larry said it was like over 10 minutes. Yeah. Remember we timed it at my house and it was 12? Yeah. <laughs> we knew how long it was going to be, so I tried to cut it down, and it didn't cut down. It was much. fine. The kids like. I think we yeah, took two minutes good. off. Anyway, uh, we did the best we could. Um, so that was the end of our Sunday. Uh, for those behind-the-scenes stuff, we did have people assigned to uh, an all-class good behavior game, which is where they just kind of watch the class and let the kids know uh, that we're going to be picking people. And then as they leave the classroom, they give them something uh, for those that were well-behaved. Uh, the no dead air person, that was me this week, which is basically every time there's a segment change, that person has to fill in the, the gap. So they're just making a... A, uh, they're getting the kids something to focus on while the next person is coming up and getting ready. Um, of course, crowd control in all the areas. We have a timekeeper that tries to keep us on track. God help them because we never well, never pay attention to them. And then our weekly cleanup. And that was it. That was our Sunday. I, I got a victory report, though. I'm ready. So, so when, when I just 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 failed pathetically on trying to protect the kid from the flesh and the devil, <laughs> I hobbled over to church. And uh, my wife says, you're not going to leave until you get somebody to pray for you. And so we get Brother Howard, and he prays for me. And I got to tell you, uh, he looks at me, and he's got the—Brother Howard is so awesome. He's staring at me, he goes, and he's got this smile on his face, and his eyes are just wide open. He's like going, how do you feel? How do you feel? I go, well, you know, and, and, I, and I, I, did, I, I, like, I wanted to just jump up and down saying, I'm perfect, everything's great. I go— I, I do, I, and I, I said, well, I do feel a little better. It was just, he goes, well, we're going to, hey, if you come back tonight, we'll pray some more. And he Did was you like, see ministries walking at that point? <laughs> well, well so, so then later on that day, or the next day, I texted him, I actually said that, I go, I, I feel like trees walking. Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> so the stiffness, it had gotten so much, and I'm feeling a ton better, but I'm telling you, I was miserable. I could barely, it was like one of those cringe type, uh, fall down here in a minute. 
So well, we covered a lot of a lot of ground. It's been a, a, an hour and six minutes, wow. brother Jared. Thank you for joining us wow. for your first that's time. A, that's a record for a first timer. It is 10.45 p.m., and Jared's got school in the morning, so his parents are probably going to kill us both, but uh, we apologize, Nicole and Jared. Uh, But for everyone that's out there that's still paying attention, thank you so much for joining us. If you have any topics you want us to cover in the future, send them to info at apostolicsundayschool.com. Any questions, anything that we can do to help, the limited information we can give you, we'll be happy to try to share it. All right, until then, God bless, and we'll see you all next time. Bye.